Good evening, Patriots. And it's Friday, July 15th on the West Coast and heading into Saturday on the East Coast and around the world. Before we begin tonight, Patriots, let's hear a message here on some cool stuff from my pillow. Patriots, we talked many times about the great quality products offered by MyPillow for the purpose of enhancing your sleep. But MyPillow also has other products for the home, and one of those that stands out are the lithographs by Theodore Omen, recreating the perfection of the originals of our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. You can find these at MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards. Take a listen to this history. In 1942, master lithographer Theodore Omen created his authentic restoration of the Declaration of Independence. In essence, he recreated the Declaration as to how it looked when it was signed. In 1953, he created an astonishing replica of the U.S. Constitution. Together, they are regarded as the most beautiful replicas of our nation's founding documents ever created. Now, you can own lithographic reprints of these masterpieces. There's no better way to show your patriotic spirit than to hang a set of omen prints in a place for all to see. Don't hesitate. The time is now to reinforce the significance of the very documents that define America and set us apart from every other country in the world. And again, you'll find those at MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards. And while you're there, make sure and check out all the other great savings for your home. And if you want to speak to a MyPillow Patriot Pillow Counselor, call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. And again, use your promo code Bards. I actually have ordered mine. I'm looking forward to getting them and then having them professionally framed. They look beautiful. And it's really something like, you know, I've mentioned this before in your preps. Make sure you've got on the top of your list a Bible and small constitution declaration of independent booklet. These are going to be very valuable documents as we go forward. And it's really difficult to say where we're going forward at this point in time. We've got a lot of insanity happening right now. I'm going to do just some headline stuff here to kind of frame some stories tonight, just some perspectives tonight. We're really in a difficult time in our nation. And so much of that is being driven intentionally by a seditious media. But worse, as I've said before, is that the two sides that are fighting, these two elite sides, are really all trying to get control of us. And I have to say this because it goes back to this idol worship that people keep falling into. You know, this is a, I've said this before and I am, I'm going to keep saying it. I want to hear one political leader say, stop the vax. Now we, I've lifted prayers for president Trump's loss of his ex-wife but paint the dots. She had a cardiac arrest. It came out today. She fell down the steps and died. I have one question, and I know you all know what I'm going to ask. Was she vaxxed? And if they are not going to look at that and ask that hard question, then we're not going to get to the bottom of it. You see, there's way too much accepting things for face value, question everything. And it's necessary to question. It's necessary to push it. 
and to ask the whys. There's a lot of whys we don't have answers for. And if we don't get the answers, we're never going to get to the bottom of what freedom and liberty look like. We're trying to get back to a place where we, the people, are in control, not the elites, and we don't need the elites taking over for us and the elites running the show for us. At this point in time, they've proven what they're best at. And sadly, what they're best at does not fall in the category of we the people and what's beneficial for us. That all gets down to the principal issue of who's controlling you. And it's a very frustrating issue, but it's one that's true. And we're getting played on a lot of different angles right now. And in a war of information, sadly, even the good guys are going to play the war of deception hard and heavy. And you're never really going to know what is up and what is down. Let's look at some economic stuff here for a minute. The Los Angeles port boss is now saying that a to fix the rail service in this nation or we are going to look at a nationwide logjam. Most of what we're seeing right now is an intentional destruction of our infrastructure in the most classic of ways, which is investors that are consolidating, trying to rape as much profit out of every single item, and in the process, letting equipment wear down, wearing equipment out, cutting down on staffing, because they don't care. They want this thing broken because if they break it, then they can be the ones that get the contract to repair it or sell it off to a foreign interest. That's what's happened to our rail system because BlackRock and Blackstone and Vanguard have all had their fingers in this to try to buy up our infrastructure and then sell it off once they've raped everything out of it. In the meantime, you've got Saudi Arabia applying for membership along with Turkey and Egypt for BRICS nations. That's Russia, Brazil, India, China, and South Africa. What does that mean? Well, Saudi Arabia is significant because it means they're pivoting off the petrodollar and they're creating their own orbit. And I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad. I don't know enough about their intention of politics, but I do know that they're a force to contend with. And unfortunately, that's leaving us at the mercy of this CBDC-type control system or at the mercy of them. There's nobody. We don't get a vote in any of this. And while these elites celebrate about the great new thing they're going to do for the people, ask yourself seriously if they would be willing to walk out of office and give up power for the people. Putin is president for life. She is president for life. They're all trying to position themselves as kings, all of them. And we are not the ones that are on their optics to benefit. There's really the two fights between the elites that you can sort out pretty much go like this. One side wants you to be a slave and wants you to know that you're a slave and that there's an elite class. That's the side that's currently in power in this state, in this country. The other side wants you to use your free will to follow them, and if not, then you can choose not to follow them, but you won't get the benefits of society that they're going to offer, which enslave you. Think vax from what President Trump has said. He's always said he never mandated, but he would persuade you to take it. So you can start to see how, these, how the elite fight is playing out, 
And so it's easy to say, well, that side is it's giving us our free will is the best side for us, but they're not really giving you that. They're offering you an opportunity to join them in the same slavery with probably a little more vanilla pudding ice cream on it so you can feel a little bit better. And they're going to shine it up a little bit more and make it not quite so dark. But if you choose not to participate in it, you're still an enemy of the state. Ask yourself a simple question. Take any leader and put them in this position. I don't care if it's Trump, Biden, whoever. What leader in power through the system that we have would support a people's uprising to tear down the federal government and reset it per the Declaration of Independence? It's worth asking because this is literally where we're at. And it's something we have to think very carefully about as we move forward because we're the ones that are supposed to be driving the ship here, not them. As we watch for a railroad infrastructure fall apart and chaotic delivery of railroad services, those are all instrumental and engineered to cause problems in our food supply, in all sorts of logistic issues. That's going to be be hitting directly at feed, delivering at seed, delivering at fertilizer. We have the war going on on the control of oil, gas. There's not enough infrastructure to support the electric part, which people are discovering in Texas because the Tesla cars are now being blamed for overstressing the grid and causing blackouts, which is awesome. France is now gearing up to turn off lights in all their cities to save energy as Russia begins to prepare to shut off the gas, or at least that's what the discussion is. No one really knows what they're going to do on the 21st. And Deutsche, Deutsche Bank is has been economically modeling several scenarios of what happens with the downgrading of, of supplies from Russia for their gas. And one of those scenarios is that people will have to return to burning wood for heat, which is fine for those that can, but for those that are not prepared, there's not enough wood stoves in the manufacturing supply chain to supply Germany. Because remember, they got rid of all that. Bottom line in all of this is the, the world's in complete chaos and there's a power shift going on. And somewhere along the way, as much as they want us to see this as a fight, there's a lot of rhetoric and a lot of threat going on from one side to the other. But we really haven't seen much of anything. We hear about Ukraine, for example, but there's no footage really coming out of Ukraine and, and Russia fighting that much. There's a little bit and there's definitely not a whole lot of footage of the big war footage we would expect to see journalists doing instead of going to the Baltimore area and proclaiming that it was Ukraine and filming meetings with Zelensky or pretending that politicians are flying into Ukraine under a dangerous war zone and meeting with Zelensky in, in these perfect underground bunkers, which is all a lie. All of this is the deception war. And i just curious... And it's something, again, to ponder. If you found out that all this time we were being led by 
a PSYOP team and being convinced that there was a war when there wasn't one, being convinced that Biden was in power when he wasn't, all for the sake of you have to show them. And you discovered that all of this was just one big movie, one big play set, and you had been completely fooled that the whole issue of the vax was not real, that in fact it was just a joke, just a, a, it was just a psyop to make you understand what they could have done. This, this is kind of the whole Q plan thing, that you have to show them. Do you think that that would bring unity? Do you think that people would sit back and go, oh, that was cool, I, I enjoyed walking through that? Of course, we know it's not a movie, but that's the extreme of thought that we have to get rid of. Because it has no logic. Because what we're really in here as a fight for is the fight for humanity. That's at the core of all of this. And that core is where we're trying to find our way through. And we have soldiers that are being kicked out of the military, 40,000 in the National Guard, 22,000 in the reserves, 120,000 facing expulsion in the main body service. Recruitment goals can't be met. We're at 70% at best in some services and less in others. They're now beginning to use that. All of this is by design, by the way. They're making it impossible for recruitment with the mandatory injection, so they're going to prepare to roll out the draft and replace the volunteer service with the draft. And what do you bet? See, the beauty of the draft is then they can target the specific audiences that they want in the service and now shape a military that's obedient to a government. So I will guarantee you, women will be on the top of that list, so will transgenders and gays. Because that's the military that they want, that'll be obedient and be more concerned about its skirt length and its high heel pumps than rounds on target. But I think it's even more draconian than that. Because once they can get what they've done in the military so far is they've used this vax as a prototype to really see what this is doing to people. They're looking for certain genetic profiles, in my opinion, to see who is going to be able to withstand this technology that they're putting into people. Because remember, the biggest part about this whole thing that we don't talk enough about is that they're pushing to have humanity transitioned to transhumanism. And all this other stuff is noise by comparison. But the the key parts of that is as you break down the supply system, you rebuild it so that it's framed around an artificial intelligence monitoring with robotics so that everything is tagged and tracked. You introduce this social credit score and digital money so that everything, again, is tagged and tracked. But how do you track the individual person? You need to have them injected. Because then they're wired up into the system. And I think this still for many sounds as sci-fi. But here's a really good four-minute piece by Greg Grease again from InfoWars. The fifth column recently published their findings and conclusions on the strange self-assembling nanotech they discovered in the Pfizer mRNA vaccines via optical microscopy analysis. 
The objects they found in the vaccine correspond with known items in the scientific record. And the conclusion they come to seems quite clear, that the well-documented scientific goal to use nanotechnology in living human beings to form networks capable of controlling several nanomachines is currently being deployed in the COVID-19 vaccines, which amounts to the most intrusive assault against humanity in all of recorded history. While the media and government lie and cover for Big Pharma, the official ingredients are still unknown. But we have thousands of brilliant scientists worldwide studying these experimental vaccines. Some have died in highly suspicious ways, but most have been able to share their findings. And the work shows us that graphene oxide is a key component in all of this. There have been dozens of official documented studies on the use of graphene oxide related to how we see it being used here today. Among other things, as a power converter. Graphene, a one atom thick layer of hexagonally arranged carbon atoms, is the thinnest and strongest material known to man and an outstanding conductor of heat and electricity. It can boost gigahertz frequencies into terahertz, which is exactly what these new nanotech machines need for power. In order to do this, the graphene first needs a frequency to power it. And the optimal frequency to externally power graphene is known to be 26 gigahertz, which is also the frequency put out by 5G. In this model, the graphene within the body is activated by microwave signals in the gigahertz range which it then boosts into the terahertz range, which then powers the novel nanotech machinery to self-assemble within the human body. Once assembled, what do these nanotech machines do? The images, compared to the scientific literature, suggest that they are the foundation of an internal electronic system with an endless potential for biomanipulation of the human host. Nanorooters that emit MAC addresses able to be registered via Bluetooth, nano and plasma antennas to amplify signals, nano rectennas acting as rectifier bridges from AC to DC current, codecs and logic gates for encryption of communication. The raw material for all this self-assembly is also graphene oxide. And when we compare known side effects of graphene oxide to the side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines, we find them to be the same. Once graphene oxide is injected into the body, it acquires magnetic properties, predictably around the injection site, the heart, and the brain. Graphene is seen as a pathogen by our immune system and will often result in paralysis and stroke. Graphene is known to cause blood clots and heart conditions. Graphene oxide can generate small discharges causing cardiac arrhythmia. There is so much going on with these experimental vaccines. And the evidence seems clear that there is a mass experiment going on, with certain batches marked more deadly than others, and with certain batches that contain a bold new technology akin to a man-made parasite intended to control the host human if it doesn't kill them first in the process. Perhaps that is what the mad scientists and psychopaths are after, human genetics that can withstand this new invasive and deadly nanotech. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. See, here's the thing that's really interesting. They keep, we keep saying that they are experimental vaccines. 
they're experimental on us. But if they were experimental in the true sense, why did they deploy them with such urgency? I should even ask it a different way. How did they deploy them with such urgency? They already had these made. These vaccines were not just put together, and they weren't done just under Operation Warp Speed. The types of things we're talking about here had already been stockpiled. That's most likely. And with that, then you have to ask, what is the really the experiment? Because they've already run all the tests that they needed to know what is deployed, and this would be a very unbelievably expensive experiment because these are not cheap. So they know a lot more about these injections than they're willing to say, and their in design intent is not being spoken of. So again, I'm going to deflect a little bit to these ideas that like patriots are in control. You've got a Q team that knows what's going on. That's pretty much at this point invalidated to the point of nonsense because no good operation would ever allow the number of people that we've seen suffer through these injections that we've, we've seen. And they wouldn't let a bioweapon like this be deployed. But it has been. And it's continuing to be. And it's continuing to be manufactured. And no one is speaking out about it in the main political circle. I keep coming back to that and will because that's a problem. That means that for whatever reason, everybody's agreeing that it needs to be rolled out or that there is a reason that it can't be stopped. And that you should ask why. If we're really having leadership that is walking with God and walking with the strength of Jesus, do you honestly think that they would be mum over these type of topics that are lethal to humanity? The answer is they wouldn't be mum. They would be speaking out. They'd be flipping tables. They would be taking the chance, if they had to, of even having themselves sacrificed for the sake of humanity. And unfortunately, that's pretty much where we're not. Let me put it that way. We don't have a leadership in this country. And what's even more disturbing is we don't have a leadership, period, right now. So what does that leave us? And it leaves us with the most obvious, that we can get overwhelmed by these sorts of things. We can start look, looking at the potential of a breakdown of the military, an invasion, a complete turning of the country upside down under some sort of rule. You don't have to wait for that. That's already happened. So you can get past that fear. And so you literally just come down to the simple fact that we're dealing with everything before us. If people are not speaking truth, then they're not walking with God. At this point in time, it's pretty much that simple. And if they're not speaking out on the threats and they're, not, and they're trying to glaze over it and try to get you to look a different way, like let's worry about the 2024 election, which I could care less about. I don't even know if we're going to make it as a country. Instead of worrying about the pressing issues that are right before us, you can start to get suspicious about who they really are. John 8, 4, 4, you are of your father, the devil, 
and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. That's something that's very difficult for people even now to get their head around. In fact, I, I notice in just a varieties of different comments, people are still very fragile. They really work on this. There's still so many people that if they discover something about you, a blemish in your background, and it's disturbing. They don't want anything to do with you because their little corner of the world has been safe. They want everybody to be cleansed and perfect in there. It's, it, they're so easy to manipulate. It's unbelievable. So all you have to do is give them a candidate. You have to give them a figure that seems to be clean and washed. That means digitally scrubbing their background, replacing it with what you need to pre- present the proper story, and presto, bingo, they get what they want, and they will vote, they will abide, they will do whatever is necessary because that person before them represents what is proper for what they need to follow because they are unblemished. That's one of the big myths that we currently live with. This is going to plague our soldiers because our soldiers are leaving that are being pushed out of the military are not going to find a welcome arm towards many of these people in society. In fact, they won't find a welcome mat in the Department of Defense companies. They'll be the worst. The most judgmental of all of them will be the Department of Defense companies because they're all part of that same cabal, but they don't want anything to do with people that have been have any sort of blemish. And that's going to be on us to help these soldiers coming out because the only patriots we really have in our military ranks right now, I could care less what ribbons, awards they have. The ones that stand out to me are the ones that refused to abide by an illegal order, which the government was giving with the mandate of these injections. And they put their trust with the people and they stood properly with the Constitution. And so roughly... 180,000 out of 1.2 million did the right thing and the rest of them preserved their jobs, became obedient to the orders, went along with illegal orders and now are going to pay a price. And I don't know what that price is because we don't know the full extent of what people are being given in these injections, but the potential of these injections is nightmarish. And literally the potential to either transition people to a transhuman model where they're still partially controlled or turn people just into a zombie apocalypse so that they can create a complete and total destruction of the United States. And it's probably a little bit of both. We've been taken over and it's time really to come to grips with that and realize that as a nation, The corporation of the United States is now in control. The Republic of the United States is buried. We need to get back to our documents. We need to understand the founding documents, what they were intended. We have to have those in our heart, but we have to start looking forward aggressively to where we're going to go. And so this is the sort of challenge where we make a choice now, in my opinion, and this is what the exercises that I'm moving through now which are mental exercises, which I'm going to share with you and 
it's up to you to decide how you're going to walk this. But we're in a valley of decision. And so very much like when you go in on a mission into an, a hostile village or a mission into what might be a, a, a raid or what might be a ambush, you have to have already decided what you're willing to do. If you are going to be afraid going in and fearful and worried about other things that are going to pollute your mind, like, well, what am I going to do about Rover, my dog? Or what am I going to do with about my hamster? Or what am I going to do about the dish, dish set that grandma gave me that I have in the house if something goes wrong? These are all anchors. They're all anchors. And they're going to affect you unless you can unhook them. That's where material things suck so bad, especially when you have them tied to heritage and history and a family and people are clinging on to them. Let me tell you, in a moment where we are right now, you have to get resolved with how you're going to handle them. If they are really important to you, then start finding a safe place to keep them that you can come back to if you need it to go. Am I talking about bug out? Not literally. I'm talking about mentally preparing yourself. You have to be really willing and ready to walk that path that Christ walked. Because patriots, I don't know how stupid this is going to get, but I know that there's a lot of stupid people in this nation right now that are locked into this system that believe where they're going is a way back to the way we were. And they still haven't embraced that trust in God. Even many that are sitting in pews haven't really built or accepted the true intimacy of God. They've, they have accepted the relationship with God that they have been told to have by the pastor, preacher, minister, who's ever at that pulpit. That true relationship with God doesn't happen when someone's telling you how to find it. You have to seek it. And it will be given. And right now, these sort of solid footings is what we're going to need. This kind of gets back to the story of Gideon, where we see the paring down of thousands down to 300. And there's a lot to that paring down as we look at it and really realize that what God ultimately found were the 300 that would be completely loyal to his word and to Gideon. That's something that each of us can make a choice on. And it's an exercise again to walk through. And I've, so now the, the sorts of things I ask myself is when this thing, if we're going to get to a critical point where we have to, where, where are those lines that you will not cross? That's the first one in those critical moments. Are you willing to always tell yourself, I'm going to fight for another day, save it and fight for another day? So if they come in and they raid your house, throw you on the ground, search and pillage your bedrooms, are you going to be an abiding citizen at that point in time? To allow them under protest to do whatever they want, maybe kick your dog, maybe slap your wife or your husband? Is that what we're going to do as a society and just say, well, this is... This is unfair. This is unjust. I'm just asking. But these are questions you have to start walking through. Because the one thing that's absolutely clear in the group that's in power, 
and we're not hearing anything different from the opposing side. We're not hearing anything about stopping this CBDC, of stopping the social credit score. I haven't heard one word coming out of the Republicans to say stop it, and all we've heard from the Democrats like Nancy Pelosi today, that made a hint to the fact that very soon people will not be able to go anywhere unless we approve it. That means new social credit score and digital money is almost ready to be launched. And so that's their idea. The Republicans will do what they always do. They'll put up a little drama and they'll say, oh, bad, bad you, while they install their new head of ATF, who is completely anti-gun, and believes in gun confiscation. So you're going to start seeing these pressures come in in a system. And the other kind of mind-boggling thing is to ask again, how did this happen so quickly? It happened so quickly because it was already in place. It didn't just happen. All they did was just take off their suit and show you their evil empire T-shirt that they had underneath. Our government is against us. And First Amendment rights are under attack. And it doesn't matter what side you're on right now. Nobody is really arguing for the true power of the people. And they're definitely not talking about putting God back on the throne in this nation. All of those things should be disturbing, not comforting. And so when we hit those points of disturbance, and I'm walking this through intentionally, and you find those, what do you do? You have to resolve the disturbance, the unease, the anxiety, the anger, the fear. You have to resolve it and resolve it now. And how is that done? Well, it begins with walking that through with God. And that's where these scenarios, and you put yourself through these scenarios that can be, if you've got a good imagination, and I do, based on real life experience, these anxieties can peak pretty heavy, pretty fast if you let them. And the discipline of a warrior is going to have to be able to take those drills that you're walking through in your head, the visualizations of what could happen, and not to freak yourself out but to find where you feel vulnerable and then get strong in that place so that the vulnerability does not exist. If, for example, one of your vulnerabilities is that you're afraid that you couldn't run fast enough, then start exercising more and running or solve it another way if you're, say, you're disabled. If one of those concerns is that you don't have an escape plan, then build one. If one of your concerns is that they're going to confiscate those heirlooms that were very special to you, passed on by your mother or grandmother, great-grandmother, whatever, find a safe place to put them that no one will find that you can come back if you had to later on. See, these are all little pieces of this time that we work through, and they're essentially like personal battle drills so that you're getting stronger, and when those moments come that are out of character and unexpected, You have reference points you've already worked to and worked through to keep yourself grounded and not lose your mind. These people love doing raids on a home, for example. Why? Because not only does it catch the person in the home off guard and under threat of a gun and separating families and shooting your dog or whatever else they're going to do, 
And don't think that these guys don't get off on it. Just don't be really clear. These assholes love kicking indoors, and they don't care who they're doing it to, and they love the power and adrenaline they get of making people quake in fear. They love it. See, you're dealing with a measure of evil right now, true evil. They are of the father of liars. And that settlement of reality needs to to be there. And that's where you have to find two things. You have to find the time to focus on these intensity things, and then you have to start taking time, truly time like a Sabbath, to spend things and time with Father, not just praying, but in the world doing something completely unrelated and completely fulfilling. Maybe it's painting, maybe it's singing, maybe it's because that's how you're going to build that extra strength that we need through God. Because this fight is very real. It's not, this war is not something we're making up. We can see the consequences. I saw a video today of the grandmother that was dropped off to prison who has cancer and she's being thrown in for I don't know how many years in a federal penitentiary because she was at the January 6th event. Proportionally, she has more punishment than 10 Gilling Maxwells. Because the government is a tyranny. These aren't, the government is gone. And they're seeking to punish every single person ultimately, and not just punish, but to eliminate every person that would ever be a resistance to them. They are looking to create an obedient slave class that will not question, they will not hesitate to do exactly as they say, including narking on their neighbor and doing whatever else they need to do. So that gets back to these drills. Know your neighborhood. Know your neighbors. Know who you can trust. Know who you should put on the question list of who may not be very trustworthy in times of stress and pressure. Get to know their character a bit. Who's going to be easily bought off by the government when the when there's food rationing going on and the government says, we'll give you a couple extra food ration cards if you'll narc on your neighbor. This is the same, same tactics that we faced in the Revolutionary War. It's the same crap that the British did then and our government's doing now because our British is being run by the crown. And for that holdout group that's saying, well, what about the military? Are they going to come in? What about it? We have more people coming across the border than ever before, and there's not a peep coming out of the military, including NORTHCOM. And why do I say NORTHCOM? Because NORTHCOM is a combined command of National Guard and regular Army and military forces, and one of their primary areas of jurisdiction is the border. Is anything being done? The answer would be nope. Because everybody in this whole thing, including the people of the United States, are taking orders or obeying rules and edicts and whatever else because everybody doesn't want to do anything. They're afraid to do something. They're afraid there might be a consequence. Good thing Jesus didn't ask to have to go through that when he flipped tables. Do you imagine? Uh, Father, yes, I'm, I'm having some problem. What is it, Jesus? Um, well, I'm, I'm a little frustrated about them what's going on at the money changers booth. Okay. Um, well, I, I really, I don't, I don't know. Do you think maybe it would be okay? I mean, maybe I should ask him for permission first before I flip a table. Cause I don't want to offend anybody. 
I, I don't think that conversation was even remotely on the horizon of even being thought about. I think it went something more like this. Hey, Father, yep, I'm about ready to rip these people's head off because they're completely violating everything that you stand for and everything they're doing here. So I'm going to flip some tables and make a whip, and I'm going to make a point. Sounds good. Kick them in the butt. All right, sounds good to me too. That sort of intensity, that fire, is where we've got to get back to. Because as disciples in Christ, while we're trying to build the bridges and bring people together, we're also the watchers on the wall. And that means that we are the voice of reason, the voice of common sense, and the voice that also points out that there's a line that we won't cross. And that's ultimately on our shoulders. And we need a lot of it. We will get through this, but it's going to test every one of us. And in the process, the great thing about all of these steps that we make is we get closer and closer to God. We step out of this matrix. And when we can put our head in the place of saying, I will walk as Jesus did if need be, and I will take whatever sacrifice they bring to me, I will not fear it. It will suck if I had to, but I will do it because I know in the end, I am going to the Father. That's the resolve. And to get there, you're going to have to do some mental gymnastics a little bit. You're going to have to put yourself through some stress a little bit. Even if it's just mental stress of going through the exercises of what could be at risk. And take yourself to those edges. Take yourself to those places where you feel really uneasy. And that is when you reach to Christ or you reach deep into Father and you say, okay, I don't feel good here. Guide me, show me, what do I need? And as we do that, we're, we're building that trust. We're building that relationship. We're working through these moments and we're finding that we have greater strength than we ever knew. And then you're not caught flat-footed. You're not caught unprepared. Look, you don't need everything under the sun in a prep. It's nice to have the things to have a comfort. But the bottom line on all of this discussion tonight is the most important thing we have to have is an absolute total trust, commitment, and intimacy with God and with Jesus. Because no matter what we face, that's going to be the only thing that they can never take, steal, affect, control anything. And when it's there, you're the mightiest, the boldest, the baddest warrior on the block because they can't make you budge. They can't make you comply. They can't make you bend a knee. And with it, everyone around that sees your strength is changed because there's a lot of weak people out here. And they need to start seeing some really strong warriors in Christ. And as they do, they will begin to wake up. And step by step, new ones will fill the ranks and the ranks will grow. That's what we each get to do. It's a pretty amazing mission, if you ask me. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight in a 
lot of reflection on the state of the world, which is very chaotic by design. And the difficulty always in identifying truth in the midst of chaos, again, by design, to obscure the truths that we need. Father, we just pray tonight that so many can just be reminded that there is a singular focus that we can focus on, and that is our relationship through Jesus to you, Father. And as long as we hold on to that, no matter what is coming at us, no matter what we're being put through, no matter what taskings we have, as long as we have that before us, our path is clear, our strength is grounded, and there is no fear. So, Father, we just pray tonight more than ever just to have that experience, that touch of Jesus, that enveloping wrap of Jesus. To be able to sit there and to be able to walk into that and to be able to hold that for as long as we need. And hopefully with each breath and step so that nothing can rock us in this place that we're in. We can think clearly. We can see clearly. We can see the lines of attack and the lines of parry. We can see where we need to walk, where we need to climb, where we need to step, where we need to avoid. All of that, Father, is through our relationship with you and our trust in you. And so we pray for that for people tonight, that they can experience it, they can have it, that they can begin to be drawn to it in such a fantastic way that this army literally becomes the army that's the invincible army because no matter what happens, we win. Guide us in these times, protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Always a challenging time in the middle of a conflict. It's a lot easier when you've got firepower on your hip and you're dealing with an enemy and it's pretty black and white, but we're dealing with a ghost of a sort. We're dealing with an enemy that's elusive. We're dealing with an enemy that deals with whispers and lies. We're dealing with an enemy that likes to hide in the shadows and then jump out and stab you at the most unexpected moment. We're dealing with an enemy that at its very core more, is more akin to a demon than a human. I'm good. You should be good too because all of that means nothing when we stand with Christ. And it doesn't matter either way because as we're standing with Christ, no matter what they do, no matter what they threaten, we've already won this. We're just cleaning up the muck right now, and there's a lot of muck. We'll get through it. But it's going to take time, and it's going to take focus, and it's going to take the determination the determination of us to get through it. There's many people being drawn from the system and assembling, and God's doing this, bringing great people together. Those soldiers, they're being freed. They're coming into God's army. If they choose, it's there. We heard from Everin last hour, a musician that's come into the fold of the fight. We have writers, we have poets, we have inventors, we have engineers, we have computer geeks. We've got soldiers in the ranks. We have drivers. 
We have bakers. We have everything we need to the most perfect army in the world. And all we have to do is make sure we never take our eyes off of Jesus and we keep moving and we do not play their games and we defy everything they do. We are the force that cannot be stopped and this world will change and they will lose rather quickly. In fact, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. Our nation needs a lot of prayer right now. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. Walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow evening for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through. Fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now.
the tides Out on the freeway Let it ease my mind We run away sometimes